0: Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Carraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Sally Deo Gloria. Well, hello, everybody. It is Stephen here, and I have on this episode someone with me so we have a special guest here on the podcast today I don't think I've ever well yeah I have had uh, Pastor Travis and Zach with me before that was several months ago Uh, but I do have a special guest with me today on the podcast and this is actually a special guest that I'm excited to introduce to you I actually have my 11 year old son here Micah with me today to discuss a few things. Micah, do you want to tell everybody hello? Hello. What was that? Was that a laugh and a like a hello? Say Hello. Hello. There you go. A little hearty hello there from you. Uh, I've got Micah with me here today, and we're just going to talk for a few minutes. Probably going to be a shorter podcast today, and, and that's okay. Maybe not. We'll just have to see what happens. But I wanted to talk with Micah. Micah, you've been out of school now for how long?
1: About three weeks.
0: About three weeks. And this started uh, before spring break or right at it? It was did it, the week before. Week before spring break. So you've been out for like three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Have you enjoyed being out for three weeks? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to going back to school? A little bit. A little bit. Well, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to get to go to school until next school year uh, because as you already know, they have canceled school the rest of this school year. For you, uh, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I don't think it's bad because I don't like school that much. <laughs> you,
0: <laughs> so you don't like school that much, so you're okay with it, but you're kind of looking forward to going back, right? Yeah. So there's aspects of school that you do like. Yeah. A little bit, okay. Well, let me ask you this. What what part of school are you looking forward to again? Um, Recess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch, mm-hmm. PE, mm-hmm. math. No. Nah, not, not math? So, a
1: You're little bit. I'm pretty good at math.
0: Pretty good at math. What about your friends? Yeah. You looking forward to hanging out with your friends again? Do you miss your friends? A little bit. Okay, What what is the reasoning? And you can just, whatever. I, friends, let me just tell you this, that we have not scripted this. I literally sat down and said, hey, Micah, do you want to do a podcast? Uh, and he said, yeah. So I really don't know what's about to happen. And uh, I'm not going to edit this, so we'll just see what happens. But, Micah, why have you been out of school so long?
1: Because God wanted the coronavirus to come.
0: <laughs> God wanted the coronavirus to come?
1: Or he let it come.
0: He let it come. Uh, so he let it come. He allowed the coronavirus to happen. So does that mean that um, this caught him off guard or didn't catch him off guard? Didn't. It didn't. So what is the reasoning? What, what good is going to happen from this?
1: We're we're going to give God more glory since for what he's doing.
0: For what he's doing, okay. So y- what you would say is that God is, and I'm going to speak for you, uh, you would say that God is sovereign. Yeah. Right. Do you know what sovereign means? Um. You better get this right, boy. We talk about this in our family worship times.
1: I know what it means.
0: Tell I'm me what it means to you in your 11-year-old mind. What does it mean that sovereign. God is sovereign?
1: I know what it means. It's hard to explain.
0: Well, explain it in the simplest terms you can.
1: Well, I think it means is he can do what he wants.
0: He can do what he wants. Yeah, absolutely. But what about, what is he in control of?
1: Everything.
0: Everything. So God is sovereign. He's in control of everything. He can do what he wants. So that was a good answer. Does this include allowing uh, allowing the coronavirus to happen? Yes. So he allows it to happen. Okay, so you've already said that we can give him glory through this, right? Mm -hmm. And if we know anything about the Bible, we know that God says in his word, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 30, and he says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So can this coronavirus work out for good? Yes. Yes. Do we know how it could work out for good right now?
1: Um, the people that have well, I'm just gonna guess like the people that have had loved ones that have died, maybe they'll turn to God more, like asking him for help.
0: Yeah, okay. So this this pandemic can bring about a turning to God more, right? Yeah. Micah, you don't know this, but back in two thousand and one, this was a long time before you were born. You were born in 2008. You've you've seen this on the news. You've heard this before, but September 11th, 2001, do you happen to remember what happened then just by us telling you and showing you videos and stuff?
1: Yeah, the Twin Towers.
0: The attack on the Twin Towers, right? So uh, that was a devastating thing that happened in our country, and many people uh, lost their lives that day. But Micah, what happened after that is the churches were full of people, people that were turning back to God, people that were turning to God, looking to God for answers. They were trying to figure out what's going on, what is um, going to happen. I mean, they, they were looking for hope, right? So that, I think that God is using and can use this pandemic, this coronavirus, for people to turn back to him or for people to turn to him and look to him and he gives us the ultimate hope, doesn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: What is our ultimate hope found in?
1: Jesus and God.
0: Absolutely. So here we are. We're sitting here coming up on Easter Sunday. I mean, this is Thursday before Good Friday, Thursday before Easter. And our ultimate hope, and anybody in this world's ultimate hope is Jesus Christ, right? Because God sent his only son to die for those Uh, that are lost, that are sinful. And there are many people in this world that are sinful. Yeah. Is there anybody in this world that has never sinned? No. No. Who is the only person that never sinned? Jesus. Jesus came to this earth, never sinned, live a sinless life for us, right? So he could be the ultimate sacrifice. We needed a pure and perfect sacrifice. And Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood. And he was buried in a tomb. And how many days until he rose again? Three. Three days he rose again. And where is he seated now?
1: At the right hand of God. At the
0: right hand of God. Is he coming back one day? Yes. Who's he going to judge? Everyone. Everyone. The living and the dead, the Bible says. So our hope is found in Christ. If without Christ, we have no hope. So there are many people in this world right now that are suffering from this pandemic. Their lives have changed. Like you, you're out of school for so long. And also like you, you've seen your family at home. Every single day, right? We've been here. We're working from home. We're doing things from home. So we're together the majority of the day. Unless one of us has to go out and get something from the grocery store or the pharmacy or something like that, we're all together. So your routine has changed. And that is the same thing that many people in this world, their routines have changed. Things have happened in their life that have just shaken them up. There have been people that have truly suffered from this virus. I personally know of one person that has contracted this virus, and it was a really tough go for him for a week and a half or so. And uh, there have been people that have died from this virus. And I hate that. I hate that people have died. I hate that people are sick. The person I know is has just been released and, and, and back to normal. But if we think about this in, a, in kind of the scope, Micah, of September 11th, I know you weren't here, but you've seen the videos. You've seen the shows about it. We've sat and watched them together. Uh, we know that this was a tragedy, right? Yeah. A lot of people have died from this And a lot of people turned to God. A lot of people turned back to the church. But here's what happened, something that you probably don't know, is that all of the church services after this for some time were full. They were full of people coming back to the Lord. But over time, what happened was a decline. People started leaving. Things started getting back to, quote, unquote, normal for them. So when all this is over, do you think that we need to go back to normal, how it was before this all hit
1: no because i feel like people will give more glory to god like after this but if we keep like you said the twin towers happened um they started leaving we need to keep going to church not leaving
0: That's right. We need to keep going to church. We need to keep gathering with the body. We need to keep preaching the gospel in our churches. That's good because many people are like, when is the normal going to happen again? When are we going to go back to normal? Well, Micah, I'm going to just tell you and our listeners that I don't want to go back to normal. I want to go back to churches that have buildings that are full. That people are full. They're coming in. They're concerned. They're looking for hope. They're looking for something, and they're only going to find it in Christ. That means our preachers and our teachers need to be consistently teaching the Word of God. They need to be consistently preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray that our normal is not just a uh, churches that are filled with lackadaisical Christians or people that really. Uh, just come to church to check it off their box or people that aren't really engaged in the sermon and people that aren't really engaged in singing music that is full of sound, doctrine. But I want people to come back looking for hope and finding hope in Christ. So that means our churches need to be willing and ready to preach the true word of God, right? Yes. How important to you, being 11, is the true word of God?
1: It's really important because if I hear the false gospel... I'm going to never know about the true, and I'm going to end up going to hell when I die.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Out of the mouth of babes, they say. 11 years old. He doesn't want to hear a false gospel. Do you want to hear a watered-down gospel? What that means is just kind of like not the real truth, because sometimes the truth hurts, right? Sometimes the truth is hard to hear. Like People don't want to hear that they are sinners, that they are... Uh, going to experience the full wrath of God unless they repent of their sin and trust Christ. People don't want to hear that because people think that they're ultimately good. Have you heard this? Like, I'm a good person? Yeah. Like, I know that you've been, uh, strangely enough, actively witnessing to your classmates since you were in kindergarten. Yeah,
1: one one person said, like, they're a good person, so they're, they're probably going to go to heaven. And I was telling them that you can't do that.
0: And why can't they do that?
1: Because, just because you're a good person, you're nice and all. You can't go to heaven. You have to believe in him.
0: That's right. You have to believe in him, but believe in who specifically? Jesus. That's right. And what did Jesus do?
1: He died on the cross for our sins. Yeah,
0: we've already said it. He died on the cross for our sins, and those that do what? Repent. And? Believe. Believe will be saved, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible is clear That with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So you simply just can't be a good person, can you? No. You have to repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to put a, uh, I'm going to throw one in here on you, see if I can stump you. I'm trying to play stump the chump with my 11-year-old right now. What does it mean to repent?
1: It means to, I've heard so many people talk about this that I just forgot. Okay, wait. You, what does
0: your dad say about it?
1: <laughs> you forgive your sin. You forgive God about all your sins. Oh,
0: well, let's back it. We don't forgive God because God hasn't sinned.
1: We ask God for forgiveness. There you go.
0: <laughs> let's see if we can get it right. There, get it in the right order. But I was following you. I was tracking with you.
1: We ask God for forgiveness, and then we have to truly mean it, and not go back to the things we've done wrong.
0: Absolutely. And what do we go to instead? Jesus. That's right. Good job, son. We uh, acknowledge our sin, confess that sin, repent of our or ask forgiveness for our sin, and we turn from that sin. We have to change our way of thinking about that sin. We have to turn away from that lifestyle, and we have to put our faith in Christ alone for salvation. That's a great, great answer. So I'm really hoping that many, many people across our world, when we get back to quote-unquote normal I hope it's a different normal than what we had before because you're a young man. You like basketball. Who's your favorite basketball player? James Harden. James Harden. And who's he played for? Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Okay. You like James Harden. But can James Harden save you? No. No. James Harden can't save you. Do you like football? Yeah. Do you have a favorite football player?
1: Not really. Not
0: really. But can any of those football players save you? No, they can't. Do you like hockey? Yes. Who do you have a favorite hockey player?
1: Um I like a lot of them. I just yeah, I don't have a favorite in that Can either. any of
0: them save you though? No,
1: they can't.
0: None of them can save you. See, our culture has been saturated with athlete worship. In other words, that we have tend we tend to run to people and and worship like Not you, I know, but people worship James Harden. Like, oh my goodness, there's James Harden. I can't believe it, right? Mm -hmm. People worship these athletes. People worship movie stars. And none of them can save anyone, can they? No. None of them can. Who's the only person that can save? Jesus. Jesus. So that means I hope the new normal is people that are seeking Christ instead of athletes or movie stars. Mm -hmm. And also... I hope this is a wake-up call, and I'm going to throw this in here. I hope that this is a wake-up call for many mothers who find themselves pregnant. And I know this is, may come in out of left field, but we have murdered babies in our country for way too long. It is time to stop offering these children up as some sort of sacrifice because... They are not a sacrifice. We're not uh, offering them up for the sake of our jobs, our income, our livelihood, our well-being. We have to stop abortions in America, in the world, I hope, but especially in America. We've got to stop abortions. And I hope, Micah, that this time period allows women to think about the choices they make when it comes to murdering their babies or not. I know there's a lot of states that their governors have said abortions have to stop for now. And that means that if they truly abide by their governor's restrictions, many babies are going to be saved during this time, right? Mm -hmm. So if they can't have an abortion, then they can't go and do that. So those babies are saved, at least for this time period. So. Would you say that that's God getting glory and God doing awesome things through a virus that keeps people stuck at home and keeps us complaining sometimes? Do you think God's getting his glory from that? Yes. Absolutely. So I hope this time is used for mothers. I hope God just uses this and and stirs in mothers' hearts that are pregnant that uh, there's more out there than simply murdering their baby, that there are people that will care for them, care for their baby, that will adopt their baby. And I just hope God just continues to use even that portion for his glory. And you and I have seen, and our family have seen recently, God's glory put on full display. Um, We just had a tornado come through our city that our church is in, and this tornado was headed right to our neighborhood. And by God's grace, this thing lifted right outside of our neighborhood, went over us, and then touched down again when it got on the other side of our neighborhood. But uh, we saw this tornado rip up things in our city, didn't we? Half a mile from our church building is where this thing dropped. So, you and I both have been in Jonesboro, Arkansas on a Saturday when the, when it's uh, uh, not a virus going yeah. on, right? How many people are usually in our city?
1: There's a ton of people. A ton
0: of people. Traffic is awful. Yeah. So many red lights, so many people. But what happened that day when that tornado came through?
1: There was not many people because of coronavirus.
0: Not many people because of coronavirus. So right there, we see a good that has happened from the coronavirus, hadn't we? Yeah. Because what would have happened if it would have been a normal Saturday afternoon in Jonesboro, Arkansas? It was like 5.45 p.m. What do you think would have happened?
1: Tons of people would have got injured or maybe even died.
0: Maybe even died. But as it stands, 22 people injured, zero people lost their life that day. So we see so many things that God is doing through this virus that we can't see uh, most of it now. But some of these things are awesome to see that God is getting his glory and he's using it for our good. And, uh, even though we don't like staying inside sometimes, but it, maybe it's causing people to think like those mothers that may be wanting to abort their baby. Maybe God is going to use this time for them to change their minds. Maybe it's going to, he's going to use this time for people to actually get in their Bible, to start reading their Bible again. Maybe he's going to start uh, leading people to online worship gatherings right now. Cause that's where we're having our worship services. I know that you guys, you boys, you were one of three boys and one of four children in our in our family. I know that you can't gather as the church right now physically, but you watch the sermons every week as they go online. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this is going to drive people to at least hear sermons online and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And hopefully the new normal when this is all over is that people – And people will fill up the church buildings and gather together and not neglect the gathering of the saints. People will come searching for hope. And I pray that pastors all over the world will be boldly preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. So God is getting his glory through all of this. Even from an 11-year-old perspective, we see that he knows and understands that God gets his glory. And one of the things that we have to understand that is that who that is who God is? He said it earlier. Micah said it earlier. He's going to do what he wants. And we just have to trust that he knows what he's doing. Do you believe that God knows what he's doing? Yes. What all did he create?
1: He created everything.
0: Everything. The whole world. Everything is his, isn't it? So he can do as he pleases with it, can he? Yes. Exactly. So uh, I hope that you are using this time to trust God, to to lean into Christ, to study the word, to proclaim the gospel to your neighbors, to your family, to your friends, and uh, just speak into their lives. Speak the gospel. Speak the true words of God. Because we know this, that in all things, although we may not see it or understand it, God is getting his glory, and it is for the believer's good. So I pray that this new normal, whenever it happens, whenever we're released from our homes, whenever we're we're able to go back into the world as we know it, I pray that people are running to Christ. I pray that people are running to gather with the saints. I people pray that people are running to uh, seek the Lord. I pray that our our world, our America especially, I pray that the United States, people would repent of their sin. I pray that we would repent of being a nation that allows the murder of babies. I pray that we would be a nation... They would repent of doing things opposite of the Bible. I pray that God gets his glory. It's on full display. And I pray that people are saved as a result. Do you think people can get saved during a thing like the coronavirus?
1: Yes, people can get saved during about anything.
0: That's right. Because God has chosen and called the ones that will be saved, right? Yeah. You believe that, don't you? Mm -hmm. Because he's sovereign, he is chosen before the foundations of the world, those that will be saved, and he's gonna call them to himself through the Holy Spirit. And those people, regardless of what's going on in our world today, will repent of their sin and trust Christ for salvation. And God is going to get his glory. Well, Micah, do you have anything else you wanna add to our conversation today before we close it?
1: Whenever things back to the old normal, is what people say. Um, People just go back to churches and don't leave them after.
0: That's right. That's one thing that we didn't touch on as much, but that's what happened after 9-11 is they gathered for a while and then stopped. So you're hoping that people just stick with it, right? and Stay in there and keep gathering uh, with the church and and don't just show back up to churches for a time and when everything is back to their quote-unquote normal, they go back to their regular lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Good. Good thoughts. Good uh Good uh, outlook there. So anything else? mm Nope. All right. Well, Micah, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I enjoyed it. We'll do it again sometime. I appreciate your insight and your thoughts, and I uh, appreciate you being my son more than anything. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm welcome. Love you, buddy. And uh, love you guys. Were you about to say something else? Mm-hmm. I, you weren't going to say I love you too, Dad?
1: Right, yeah, I was going to, <laughs> but you kept talking. I love you, buddy. I love you, too.
0: All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, tuning in. I will talk to you guys later. Until then, God bless you. Stay safe. And uh, happy Easter.